it's like a dance. You have to dance with your partners, be it individual or organization or teams that you work with, and you let them lead. So depending on what they need at the time, I either bear the role of a teacher or the mentor or facilitator even. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. The Agile methodology is rooted in many organizations. For other orgs, you may just be starting your Agile journey. What began as a software development methodology has been adapted and adopted by many parts of IT and, frankly, by other business departments. The methodology itself has driven the creation of many roles like product owner, scrum master, and others. Over the last few years, another new role has emerged, that of an agile coach. Today on Status Go, we will talk with Dimple Shaw. Dimple is an enterprise agile coach at Optin. Welcome to Status Go, Dimple. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm so excited to be here. I, I am so excited to have this conversation. Um, every time that you and I have the opportunity to talk, quite honestly, I leave with a smile on my face uh, because I've learned something. I've enjoyed our conversation, and I know our listeners will as well today. So let's start a little bit about you. Uh, your journey. Who are you, uh, your journey, and what led you to this career in Agile and Agile coaching? Okay, well, um, let's see. I've been here in the United States for 18 years now in May, not that I'm counting, May 21st. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I was working in India in IT. So I've been in IT for over 20 years. I did my bachelor's of engineering in computer science and uh, took a job back in India. And my uh, husband, fiance at the time, was here doing his master's. So one of the first questions I asked him when he proposed was, when are you coming back home? <laughs> and he said, yeah, soon. And we made these plans. And I came back here thinking it was temporary, but well, I'm still here, right? So yeah, yeah. Destiny had other plans, but I had started um, studying on my master's of business ad, uh, administration. The reason why I didn't take up MS in computer science is because I was more, uh, I thought my personality would align more with the IT and the management at the time. So I decided to pursue management instead. So I took a pause at the time and resumed my management studies over here, did my um, MBA for a couple of years here. And then started again, restarted my journey here in the US, the traditional path with the developer and took a various roles after that, analyst, project management. And um, I didn't um, enter this world of agility intentionally. So I'm so very grateful to my first mentor who saw something in me and accidentally when I ended up in this world of agility, I was partnered to work with him. And after working uh, together for a few months, he said, you know, Dimple, you would be really good doing what I do for a living. And I was like, huh? And <laughs> that, that's, that's how I got it. Because you were, you were doing, uh, I'll call it waterfall project management at the time, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. 
I was a project management uh, manager, program manager, and just had delivered a project uh, that went well. So my boss's boss at the time said, well, this went on really well. So, you know, you get to pick what you want to work on next. And then agile was the new buzzword at the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I all I knew about at that time, and which is also something that I'm hearing very, uh, unfortunately, it's very common that, yo, it's very fast. And I was very fast paced at that time. I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be very fast and uh, often delivery and such. Okay, this works great for me. Right. Um, so I, I ended up choosing this project, which was supposed to be delivered by Agile. And I'm doing air quotes here. right? And pretty soon I realized after working with him how wrong I was. And I started learning from him since we were tied together to the hip for months and that's how i got introduced into the world of agility and never looked back since oh that's a, that's a excellent I, I i love to to hear about people's journeys because so many times you know we we think as as uh, uh young adults that we have to have our entire road uh mapped out in front of mm -hmm. us and it never works out that way <laughs> <laughs> well let, let's talk about agile and a little bit about the agile journey itself mm -hmm. um, and how it has evolved over the last several years uh, in uh, this new role of agile coaching emerged how, how how has that happened so what happened was way back in february of 2001 a bunch of brilliant minds who were who had different roles in uh, IT software development, met together in a ski resort in Utah. And then they started talking about, about things that's going on in their world, I believe. And uh, it was very similar to like some of the conversations we have. It's like, man, what's this is working. Oh, this is not working and stuff like that. And then they started putting together an official manifesto because of mm -hmm. that discussion. And that's how Agile was born where they identified yeah. on what was going well and what was not going well. So in simplistic terms, that is what their intention was. Now, you will hear me talk about agility as opposed to agile a lot, only mm -hmm. because over the period of time, that framework that they originally intended to be really, really lightweight started, started getting... Um, maybe misinterpreted or maybe because of lack of enough information, maybe both, and maybe there were external circumstances in addition to these. But then all these roles started emerging. Product owner does that, Scrum Master does that, and developer development team does that and such. And I believe that Agile Coaching was one of the roles that emerged as a result on how even at this time, even when Agile has been so popular over the years, I often get this question that I'm not surprised. I'm like, what is it that you do all day? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that question because that tells me that you care enough to ask as opposed to making assumptions, especially if that is a client or an individual or a team or an organization that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and, and I had not been familiar with the term agile coaching. Um, you, you and I met, gosh, a couple of years ago now, uh, and it wasn't until your your role at your previous employer where where I realized that, oh, your, your title is agile coach. 
And oh. th- I think that led a little bit to our conversation, right? Yes. Of what is an agile coach? So, so let me ask you this, Dimple. What is an agile coach? <laughs> well, thank you. Did I lead you to that question? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. Well, either ways, I'm glad you asked. Okay, so agile coach, the simplistic way um, in which I explained it to someone who was totally not someone I'm working with, would be, uh, well, you might have known about project management techniques, how to execute a project and things like that. So agile coaching or agile framework or agile methodology, it also focuses on delivery, but in a different way. And Mm -hmm. agile coaches specifically, they help follow this agile, again, I'm doing air quotes, agile mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I said that you'll often hear me speaking in terms of agility as opposed to agile. Now, what it truly means when we peel just the topmost layer is essentially a mindset and a whole lot of maybe even practices associated mm-hmm. to assist this mindset that eventually helps deliver in a certain way. It's there also has a We have several frameworks in the world of agility that serve as guardrails. But Agile, I would like for you to maybe think of it as an umbrella. This is an Mm -hmm. Agile umbrella. And there are a lot of frameworks within this umbrella. So if you hear now, Jeff, if you hear someone saying Agile and Scrum interchangeably, now you can tell them that, no, you're wrong. (laughs) That there's two different, it's two different frameworks, right? Uh, So Agile, again, is that mindset yeah. And Scrum is one of the frameworks, frameworks. that I gotcha. okay. serve as guardrails within this umbrella of the agility okay. or the agile mindset. So what does an agile coach do? What What do you do all day? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, again, very simplistically put, if you're my client, I would do anything and everything in my power to help you drive your car and depending on where you go Mm -hmm. i'll take a back seat and help guide you whenever you need me to i'll make sure you don't fall off the cliff or break a stop sign thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) but also i would i would help coach mentor or guide or train or teach the road or the navigations along the way okay if that so so are you are you teaching and guiding me in uh, an agile framework or a, an, an agile methodology or is it akin to an executive or professional coach that we're talking about uh, even some of the you know the conflicts that you get into with coworkers is it where is it where does it fall in that spectrum I'm glad you asked that because oftentimes, and one of the things that we try to do hard is try not to come across as this is not your personal therapy session. (laughs) So (laughs) please go see a professional coach if you need that. But coaching is also a very, very important part in our day-to-day role. So yes, when you mention conflict, um, at one of my workplaces, I can give you an example. I was bought in when the manager had a conflict with one of the person who reported to them. And my manager, my boss at the time, they recommended uh, to bring me in. 
So when I was bought in, it just gives them an external point of view on uh, what the situation is. You know, I'm a, I'm a third party. I have no judgment, and I train on this. I mm-hmm. I help uh, mitigate these conflicts or help everyone see each other's points. A couple of things happened, as I was told after and during the session is one it was been a long time since both of them were able to talk to each other objectively that they mm-hmm. talked in that room because uh, they felt safe maybe having a third party yeah. there and at the end of the session the person who organizes they said i want to do what you just did <laughs> <laughs> so that helped me um that helped me it was great feedback because that helped me make sure that I didn't cross that line on giving them maybe that support that they otherwise would have needed if they would have reached out to the professional coach. But at the same time, I was able to guide them enough that they could get along with each other. But a lot of organizations, uh, they do question this special conflict mitigation thing because I also got a question um, from the same organizations, like, what is the HR for then? Well, I would say to that is HR is wonderful and helpful, but that usually becomes the last resort when, you know, some action needs to Mm -hmm. be taken. So where coaches come in is they help see if that situation can be fixable without a a performance implement plan or taking that uh, official next step. It gives everyone an opportunity or a second chance. Yeah, yeah. And and because you're embedded more or less with the team, it, it probably creates uh, more of a feeling of trust mm-hmm. uh, with with those that you are coaching than they may have with someone who is in another department like HR or, or, mm-hmm. or wherever. Yeah. We invest so, a lot of time. I invest, I know most coaches do invest a lot of time building trust with the people they yeah. work with so that they are able to assist them when, whenever needed. So when, when we talked um, in preparation for our conversation today, you, you really broke this role into two major pieces, I'll call it, the, the coach and the teacher. Could you talk a little bit about the, what you're teaching and then versus what you're coaching? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So um, remember when I said that you were going to be in the driver's seat? Uh-huh. <laughs> so that is where I switch different hats as and when needed. So uh-huh. you need navigation to reach a particular point before you reach your destination. I could help you get there. Or in other terms, when, um, when I talk about agile mindset, I try to coach and train on what that mindset looks like. Mm-hmm. And when the team is ready, when we when we together decide that the team is ready to talk about frameworks, I start teaching them about the frameworks. So if they say that, oh, the team has decided to utilize Scrum or mm-hmm. utilize Kanban or utilize any other framework, I would teach them on what that would look like for them ah, for the okay. team, and a lot of practices that go along with it including the teaching and the mentoring there's a whole lot of different hats that we wear one of the coaches that i uh, i trained under for um, six to nine months or so they used to say that it's like a dance you have to dance with your partners uh, yeah. be it individual or organization or teams that you work with and you let them lead 
So depending on what they need at the time, I either wear the role of a uh, hat of the teacher or the mentor or facilitator even. Sometimes we are called in uh, facilitating more sensitive kind of discussions, um, like the one that I explained a few minutes back about yeah. conflict. I did nothing, but I just facilitated that discussion at the time. So, well, you did a lot, right? You brought the, you brought them together, right? Uh, so, so it, using your car and driving analogy, I, I love I love that metaphor. Um, depending on where I am as uh, as as a team member, you mm-hmm. may be helping me learn how to drive, mm-hmm. right? You could yeah. teach me how to drive. You could mm-hmm. teach the framework, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could help with navigation, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I get ticked off at the driver in front of me, uh, you might help me calm down and work through the conflict. Is that kind of the, it's really where the person is at the, at whatever time, whatever moment. Yes. And, um, that also doesn't mean that I'm not going to be, um, I won't be calling you out. Uh, with your permission mm-hmm. and uh, with the agreement that we might have made before I stepped in the car, mm-hmm. I would ask your permission. Are you ready? Are you okay? If I find something, I might share that with you. So if you're okay with that, I might just share, hey, Jeff, this is what happened. But have you considered this perspective? And it's, yeah. it's, it's I guess it's easier for me because I'm outside as an observer mm-hmm. and I'm not embedded into the discussion on the content to do that. Yeah. So if you're driving in a, say the GPS says you need to take a right turn, well, you mm-hmm. really want to take a left turn. Depending on the situation or the place that you're in, I might let you take a left turn and then I might help you see why I would have recommended right <laughs> turn. And then <laughs> I would also help you get back to like a five different turns before we get to that place where we intended to be yeah. in the first place. And believe gotcha. it or not, that was the hardest thing that I have trained myself on, on how not letting your team make wrong decisions. Yeah. <laughs> My mentor yeah. used to say, Dimple, it's okay for them to fail. And I'm like, no, 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 they no, 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 I don't want them to. <laughs> <laughs> so within a... Within a development team, um, say you know I'm no longer driving my car. I'm now I'm now writing software. So mm-hmm. so I'm I'm on the development team. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have a manager mm-hmm. that I report to from the hierarchical perspective mm-hmm. of the organization. Mm-hmm. There's a scrum master that's helping guide uh, our work, mm-hmm. uh, and there's an agile coach. How how do those Three and there's probably more when you when you think about it. how do those three interact and help me in my career and what I need to accomplish. So um, first of all, in the world of agility, we always encourage that the manager be a people manager. So like in most organizations, we have to have like a people manager for HR purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So we strongly recommend that. And we help the manager um, to be a mentor Mm -hmm. and uh, not to be the person who tells everyone what to do. Team empowerment is a big deal in the world of agility, just not in the world of agility, just in general too. I mean, I used to say early on that I work best when I'm not micromanaged. 
What does that mm -hmm. translate into, right? I didn't know that, that in the world of waterfall back then. So essentially, when people feel that empowerment and that trust that, oh, my manager trusts me, for them to help them find the best version of themselves is where the agile coaches come in. And that is what mm -hmm. I truly believe in. I will work with you to help you find the best version of yourself, which you didn't even know existed. Yeah. So then starts your journey. And that's why uh, I always say that agility works best when it's by invitation. If mm -hmm. you try to impose changes, maybe because of authority, changes might happen, but they're not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Does that yeah. still help at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and, I, and I love that, um, the, the invitation concept, right? You have to be uh, invited in. Um, and, uh, uh, even you used, when we were talking about the car, you, uh, you said, I may see some things. Are you open to that? You know, the, the open to feedback. So to our listeners out there who, uh, may be thinking that, gosh, this is something I'd really like to explore maybe as a, maybe as a career, uh, what are some of the concrete things? So the, 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 you sent me the agile coach competency framework? What are some of the pieces of that that I would need to learn or master at some point to be a good agile coach? Mm -hmm. um, so my, my journey started from transitioning into project management world. And I believe I was very lucky that I moved as fast as I did because of the great mentors I had. So one, the first thing, if you're new to this world, I would recommend you find a good mentor. You find a person that you look up to. And the reason why I say that, and this is often talked about in the world of um, Agile, and I say Agile because it, a lot of amazing top-notch coaches, they talk about taking agility to that next step because unfortunately, mm -hmm. over the years, it has at few places, it has changed its meaning. It's it's become like a checkbox. It's yeah, become like yeah. agile coaches giving organizations what they want, what they want to hear. It's become more commercialized, unfortunately. While there are some great um, agile transformations still underway, um, the other kinds are also getting more popular. And that's mm -hmm. the reason why I say that if you see someone or hear someone or even word of mouth, you hear someone doing things, saying things the right way with the right mindset, I'd say approach them. And that is what happened mm -hmm. to me. I got, I was very fortunate. I got trained in the right mindset because of which I'm able to say this was the most important thing. And once you find that mentor, once they talk about mindset and the importance of underlying agility and the steps, while I don't rely on certifications alone, unfortunately, that is also a good place to start in a professional world. So mm -hmm. I would recommend start looking into uh, the route that you want to take. Some, yeah. There are some great scrum master. Again, you would need a mentor to help guide you because you look for one and you'll find 10 of these now, right? right. So those might so, be good starting steps. Yeah, yeah. So find, find a mentor, um, and uh, begin to look at these competencies and these skills, uh, but also look for the certifications that would apply. Those, those are some great first steps. When, when you think about, so as I look at the, the 
competency framework. Uh, the the categories that are in here are teaching, mentoring, which we which we talked about, technical mastery, business mastery. I love that one. Uh, transformation mastery. Uh, you were talking about the Agile Manifesto uh, a, a little bit ago, and I had the opportunity to work on the Digital Transformation Manifesto uh, mm-hmm. that came out last year. Uh, but then the other two categories are professional coaching and facilitating. So you've got, what is that, two, five, seven, seven different categories uh, in that framework. Where do you... Where do you spend most of your time uh, of, of those categories? Can Or is it really mixed across all of them? Um, I would say it really depends on the client, on okay. the people that we are working with. Like um, in, in my previous organization, I was uh, first brought in to work with the leadership team at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was acting as a scrum master as the leadership team. And I was also in the, well, I had threefold um, responsibility, excuse me, at the time. One was serving the leadership team as a scrum master, then being a part of other agile coaching team. There were four of us and we developed training materials. So okay. we okay. developed training and teaching was the time that we were spent a lot on. And the third was the my manager at the time who was also the vice president. He did a new um, new venture, I would say, which was very close to our hearts on this agile transformation thing. So that is where I also spent a lot of time on because now we had global teams all over. The IT pockets were all over the place globally. So that was the third hat. But time and again, he also used to bring me into, um, like I mentioned, one of those conversations that we had. And then there was also someone that I was giving one-on-one coaching that went on for months. So it really, really depends. In my current organization, I'm working with a client. The client requested um, our department that they needed an agile coach. So right now I'm spending a lot of time with the leaders and understanding their needs and what is it that they want because of the initial stages. And pretty soon I'll be working with them on with respect to teaching and um, coaching and business mm-hmm. areas mostly as well. And, and when you use the word client, mm-hmm. you're talking about an individual that you're working with or I talk about clients an organization. Of- yeah, in a very broad term. So okay. if it's a one-on-one coaching, my uh, my client is the person on the other side, the coachee. If yeah. I'm working with a team, then that the then team it could be is, multiple people. But, yes, yeah. Yeah. but but you're you're not talking about uh, client as in. So I, I'm I'm an independent IT advisor, and I have clients that I work with ah, that are companies. I see. I you're you're talking about your you work at today, as we mentioned in the introduction, Optum. Mm -hmm. So a client is a a peer or a fellow uh, Optum employee that you're working with, either a group or, right? Do I have that right? Yes, actually you do. And I apologize for making an assumption there. No, no, no. The way we are structured is there's, I'm a part, all the Agile coaches are part of Optum Tech University. And okay. different departments, internal departments to Optum and United Health Group, all over the United Health Group, they can approach the Optum Tech <sighs> University requesting 
for a coach to work with. To them. hire, to, and now right. I'll use air coach to hire a coach. <laughs> Right. Uh, that right? is correct. Correct. Yeah, so in yeah. effect, I would say that I have the best of both worlds. I have, I'm yeah. also full time, but at the same time, I also have, like you said, the perks of an independent contractor where I'm working with the client. Yep. It could be three months, six months, a year, depending on how long they need our services. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, I like that approach. And uh, uh, I think for our listeners, that's a that's a model that if you haven't implemented something like uh, Dimple just described, uh, I think that would be a model that you should take a look at and have have this group uh, of experts of uh, agile coaches that you can bring in uh, to your agile teams, uh, not only to solve problems, but also to help coach that agile mindset uh, that Dimple talked about uh, throughout our conversation. Now, we're, we're getting close to, to time here, Dimple, and before... Before I ask my final question, um, I want to I want to slip something else in here, and that is uh, your your talk. Uh, you you appeared on stage at uh, Walk the Talk, which for our listeners, if you're not familiar, it's very familiar to TED TEDx style talks, uh, and you gave a talk. Uh, Inclusion can be a two way street, um, and I just wanted to put that out there and and. A question related to that, because here's here's what I have found is that um, I've I've listened to that talk uh, that you gave a couple of times and it it's it is incredible. Um, But I've also talked to you about agile and agile methodology and coaching and mindset. And it sounds like some of the principles that you talk about in your walk the talk talk, you apply every day in your uh, in your coaching practice within optim or or wherever am i am i hearing the same words and there and, and and is that what you're trying to convey oh my gosh absolutely yes and i can't believe that you identified that it, it just means so much to me jeff <laughs> because <laughs> and here's why one of the areas that i have started exploring since like the past um end of the year kind of thing is trying to trying to learn and explore and also communicate how agility and diversity can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And the more I explore, the more I realize that this is really one untapped area that we haven't been very intentional about. Mm-hmm. So you are absolutely right. And again, thank you so much for bringing that up. And I'll continue exploring that and sharing my thoughts. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it is something that that uh, we should unpack more as we as we think more and more about uh, diversity and inclusion initiatives uh, and tying it with the ad, the agile mindset. I think there's a I think there's a connection there. And I just noticed that the the language you use carries over. So uh, to our listeners, we will include a link uh, to Dimple's talk. Again, it's called Inclusion Can Be a Two-Way Street. Uh, and so we'll have a link to that in our show notes so that uh, so that you can go listen to that. And I encourage you to, to do that. It's very, very powerful. Now, before we wrap up, uh, I think I warned you about this. Hopefully I warned you about this. If not, 
Oh, well, it's the, uh, the, the prerogative of the host, right? Uh, I, we always love to end with a very strong and explicit call to action. Steps that our listeners can take. So as you think about our conversation today about agile coaching, the agile mindset, what are one or two things that our listeners can go do tomorrow because they listen to our conversation today? So, um, no, and thank you for that, because I try to include a call for action in each of my talks as well. So if you're just entering the world of agility, my invitation to you is take a notepad, whatever papers lying around. If not, everyone has a phone right now. Open the notes section or whatever it is and make a note to yourself on what is it? What is the tangible step that you're going to take for yourself before the end of the month? I'm sorry, I'm giving you just like 20 days. But (laughs) research shows that if we don't act almost immediately, we often put it in our priority list and it goes just way down on our list. So my question to you is if you're entering the world of agility, write down at least one tangible step for yourself that you're going to absolutely hold yourself accountable to and take before the end of the month. And if you've been in the world of agility, then my invitation for you is spend some time in self-reflection. Take some time for at least, I would recommend, at least a bare minimum of an hour before the end of the month and see if you are ready to take that notch up. Are you ready to take that step up? Are you ready to um, walk your talk? Yeah. Right? And see if you're in this journey having the right mindset and not because it's just a checkbox or it's the yeah. new hard thing to do these days. Yeah. I, I love, I love that dimple. I, I love that you uh, carved out someone who is just starting, um, write down a commitment to yourself that you will do uh, sometime in the next, uh, by the end of the month. Um, and um, that you also called out for those that have been in it. Uh, for a while, what is that next step you want to take and, and self-reflect as you know, I I'm, I'm big on, uh, uh, reflection and journaling. Are you ready for that next step? Those are, those are fantastic actions for our listeners to take. Dimple, thank you so much for carving out time and, and talking with us today. I so appreciate it. And as I said at the outset, once again, I'm leaving with a smile on my face. I don't know how you do that, but it is your energy is amazing. So thank you. Well, the feeling is mutual, Jeff. You know how much I respect you. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Pleasure was all mine. Awesome. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, be sure and visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links. And as I mentioned, I will provide a link to Dimple's talk as well as contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Dimple Shaw. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.